We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up and welcome into your Sunday, everybody. It's the OBR Film Breakdown, crossing over all eyes on Cleveland. I don't even have to say it anymore. You know what to expect. It's myself. It's Brad Ward. We have Browns, Rams, another 4 o'clock kick. How do you feel about the 4 o'clock kick, Brad? I'm not sure I'm a big fan of it. I, I don't like feeling like a game's over that's not a primetime game, but the game's over and it's like it's nighttime. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, especially this time of year. After the clocks change, it's definitely dark. It's definitely nighttime yeah. when the game ends. Especially this one is until 425, too. So throw that in there. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan. Especially weird, as I was talking to Andrew this week earlier, about like it's it's almost like a mini bye week where we don't even get information on what's going on with the team until like 7 o'clock at night because practices are late over there by the time they wrap up, right? Super so weird week. It is a very weird week, man. So, you know, again, we feel like we know enough about what the team has going here and the situation they're in and how they're trying to to navigate the injuries and whatnot and their and their sort of deficiencies here and getting over the Joe Flacco thing. Kind of, uh, it's all there, but I also don't feel all too connected either, Brad. Because yeah, it's hard to have a feel for this thing. Is is again, we we feel like it's just less than we're normally accustomed to as far as the anticipation of the game and, and where the team's thought process is. So a little bit out in the, uh, out, out, out there guessing a little bit, I guess is the way to put it. Yeah. Interestingly, yeah, you do feel out of touch with like what a normal week would feel like. Interestingly enough, I thought, um, I think it was good that they were out there when it was cold and crappy here, you know, at least they're in the LA sun. Uh, right. And to, for recovery reasons and spirit and stuff like that. But I did find it interesting that, Zagura mentioned that he couldn't imagine how this would feel like a normal game week to them as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which could, you know, is an interesting thought. You know, I think no matter, I don't know, it's it's an interesting situation, Brad. They wanted to stay out there, which I get. You go Mountain West, then you go another hour. We have um, our brother-in-law drives in every holiday season from Wyoming. I think I've talked about this before. It takes them like two weeks, three weeks to get adjusted to the time difference. Yep. It just it's massive. So I understand why they did it and what they wanted to do with it. But I will be interested to hear them talk about it after the fact to see if they thought it was an, a real benefit 
to to what their operation was because yeah it's not you know you go from ohio and november weather which again the, the november stuff because when they played pittsburgh it was pretty nice all things considered yeah uh they they're you know the the weather hasn't been a huge deal is kind of my point before they left so they are getting nice weather i mean you know anytime you go out in la it's just it almost feels like you're on an island at times i guess but uh myself personally i've never been out there it's just what i hear i'm going out there in february ironically but there's uh just a different feel out in la so yeah i can't, I can't imagine it feels like a normal week to them either i wonder if um, some of those guys who have done like the pro bowl and stuff like that feel like it's a uh, similar yeah. feeling to that you know what i mean yeah he mentioned you know the build-up of a game week right so you're in the building you're doing this then wednesday you turn it up more thursday more and then it's like you know the build-up to the game he mentioned is it's not it's not there because everything's different right you're not you know so i i wonder if that throws things off a little bit or not and i guess we'll find out right we will it'd be nice for them to start out faster than they have sure it was would the same be. case with the broncos game where they didn't start out fast enough again find themselves down 14 nothing and you're fighting an uphill battle that has been a pretty persistent theme you're going to have that with young quarterbacks but the defense some of these early portions of games have not come out with an understanding of how teams are going to attack them. And I know that when we talk about how this game is going to be played out and what it takes to win is something that we're concerned about, which we'll get to. Before we do that, though, we have to hit on our usual tangents. We start with the broadcast crew. And I'm telling you, if you have the opportunity to either listen to Cleveland Browns radio, yeah. find Jim Donovan, somehow do it because this crew is the same crew as last week and they are, <laughs> to be polite, rough. I can't. Mark Sanchez saying the things he was saying last week, just uninformed and then questioning right. people who are far more intelligent than him in the game of football was, it was just nauseating, Brad. At one point they threw a flag and Sanchez went uh, on the Browns. He went nice. Yeah. Yeah. He was awful. In it was pretty obvious where his slant was leaning. Yeah. It, right? was, it was just weird. I don't even know. Like it was just, I guess he's not used to it. Uh, I don't know. He looks kind of like kind of a grease ball too. When they were showing him up there, I'm like, that's Mark Sanchez now. I don't know. Not a fan. Not a fan. I'm not either. And then the the group that they were with is, and, and you might have those other names. I can't remember. Coogler, Kevin Coogler. Don't yeah. know him. Didn't like him. Just gonna, you know. And then uh, I guess I don't really have a problem with the sideline. Yeah, so. sidelines, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, to, to our general point here. If you can find a different way to listen to the game, we would encourage it because not a fun group whatsoever. All right. Yeah, um, it's Chris Rose all, on the radio. That's right. It's Chris Rose. So they're not sending. That's right. They wouldn't send Jim out west. Right. It's, it's a lot on him. He'll get to the home games. Um, yeah, let's talk uh, all-time Rams, Browns. Started out really hot for the Browns. I mean, it's funny. Had my guest on yesterday, too. It's it, The Browns drove the Rams out of Cleveland, actually, way back in the day. Um, that's where the Rams came to be who they are. Uh, so there is historical stuff here. Yeah. These two teams have been playing for a little while since the fifties. And I think, I think that on the surface, it looks like it's been pretty even, but the recent trends are not in the Browns favor. No, they're not. Uh, five of six lost, uh, to the Rams back to the last game in 2019. You recall that game. I think it was an early, I don't remember the ins and outs of the game, but I just remember, you know, all the hype that year, World's Team, all that stuff, right? Uh, Odell yeah. and everything. And then that was, I think, a, was that a primetime game? I think it was a Sunday night football game. Yeah. If I recall, it was a, obviously a pretty good Rams team. Early. You know, so, season, um, 
yeah, it was a pretty good Rams team early in the season game. I think the Browns lost 20 to 13, something like that. Yeah. I looked it up a little bit ago, but I'm making sure I got the number right. But if I recall also, Browns had a chance to tie that game late. Baker Mayfield threw a ball to the right corner of the end zone off of scramble. And I think John Johnson, ironically, was the one who intercepted him. So, yeah, John so, Johnson uh, found his way back into the uh, starting lineup there in L.A. I see that. It would be good to see John again. Nothing against John. Didn't think he played the right position here. Um, didn't think it was worth the money they signed him for, but uh, no ill feelings, and hopefully he's bad in this one, and then he's good the rest of the year. But, yeah, yeah, he's out there. All right, cool. Weather is L.A., right? It's in the, the semi-dome they run operate out there. It's yeah, dice unique stadium. Dorm, yeah. sort of. I guess it's, I guess, supposedly, like, open air. Why, I don't I don't really get it. I guess you have to be there to get it. Uh, I know there's been complaints when it does rain. Like, it doesn't cover everything and somehow the concourses get wet still which is weird that kind of a mis- mistake in building a facility like that it seems kind of crazy but mostly cloudy in 69 no rain uh here so uh they'll probably have those i guess they can open some of those things i don't know if they'll open them or not i don't know i'm not sure if it really makes a difference or you can tell i don't I have no idea so yeah i don't either no no clue we'll just presume it's going to be really nice it's almost climate controlled, <laughs> controlled as it gets yeah. as a city yeah um all right let's do our gambling side well we have two things we should hit on officiating first i know you wrote it up you put it in pen to paper the first time we've wrote that up at the site hit us with the big notes from the officiating crew what we should know going into this one yeah john hussey so this uh you know brown's art we already had him so we've gone through some of his tendencies already this year but a quick reminder he is very home field advantage oriented uh in his career jake 76 and 39 calling games uh home teams that's a huge advantage last year 12 and 5 to the home team wow uh yeah, yeah. so uh hussey uh, called the fewest penalties per game in the NFL last season. So he is a let him play type of guy. Uh, and uh, it, interestingly enough, in relating it to this game, uh, he has called the fewest pre-snap penalties in the NFL uh, in the Rams commit above average uh, uh, defensive pass interference. And Hussey calls the third fewest DPIs so far in 2023. So... Uh, Browns had him for the San Francisco Niners win week six, which they were the home team relevant, you know, uh, as that ties to this. And then, uh, in 21, they got, uh, drilled coming out of a bye week in new England, I think, uh, 45 to seven. That was Hussey and week six in 2020, another drilling at, at Pittsburgh, 38 to seven. So you see the slant there with the home teams. Um, and that's about it. Yeah. Not much optimism around that. Let's no. just put it that way. All right. We'll hope the Browns can overcome the odds. It's not like it's never happened, 12 and 5, but they're going to need to play a clean game. Going to need to play a very clean game. It's not going to be one where you're looking at things that they'll do to benefit Cleveland. It's just hard to see that come to fruition. So good stuff on that, Brad. And then give us your parlay, man, which involves a lot of receiving yards, which I think is fair. I think this game has a chance to be a little bit more scoring oriented than uh, some people are predicting. So, and I think the over under is creeped up a little bit too right yes it has so i've been watching it all week and so it did the, the numbers kind of stayed around three and a half four it is at four right now that might get bet down a little bit before kickoff so keep an eye on that depending on which side of the number you want to be on rams minus four right now over and under is all the way up to 40 and a half over under. i can't i can't remember a game the browns is having over under that high this season jake they've been in the 30s all year so. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of many either. That tells you they think there's a little bit of a Flacco bump, 
probably tells you they believe the Rams are going to score a little bit in this one too. So they're expecting something in that, you know, 23, 20 mold. Yep. Absolutely. My, uh, Brown's uh, money line plus one sixty four. Rams uh, minus one ninety eight on the money line. And here we go for the parlay. Uh, Jerome Ford over 50 and a half rushing yards. That is the prop number. I like the over. Um, and then, you know, I, I like to go to Elijah Moore here because of the familiarity with Flacco. Uh, over 35 and a half receiving yards is a low number. A couple catches might do it. And early on, if Flacco's looking, uh, he might look to a guy that he's familiar with. They've had some success together before. So that's leg number two. We love the running back out of the backfield, uh, usually when it's there, and I like it here, uh, over 15.5 receiving yards to Jerome Ford. Uh, Amari Cooper, we're going to go catches over 3.5. And, And of course, Hopkins. Now, they've moved Hopkins' number. You you could take over a field goal and a half, or you could take over the 6. It was 5.5 points. They've knocked it up to 6.5 points, so we're going to pivot from field goals to points. And look for that extra point, two field goals gets you over it. I think that's okay to still bet at six and a half kicking points. I think when I look at those with Hopkins, I always feel anytime you can get points, yep. it's a good one because the Browns make a fair you know, amount of red zone trips, and all you got to do is get a couple field goals and an extra point. I understand why the, the companies would want to do it that way, but it feels almost like a guarantee to me no matter what way you're on that one that they end up getting there. I mean, last week now, they wouldn't have gotten there last week because, right, I, I think he would have needed to knock in one more field goal, right? He had two, and then he had one extra point, if I'm, st- if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, right? No, they, they actually, that he wouldn't have gotten there because maybe they saw last week where he only got two field goals and then they scored and they didn't kick the extra point, right? That would have right. gotten him to seven. So maybe they're teased up to do it that way. But I felt like that was a sort of, in, you know, random occurrence to me more than something I would be afraid of. Interestingly enough, I think we hit last week, Jake. Um, on all. Oh, legs. we did. Yeah. yeah, we did. Yep. Because uh, we had one and a half, so we hit fully last week on that. So hopefully, you played that one uh, and got some money out of it. Uh, we Jack Duffin has been playing this kicking prop straight every week, so he hates that it went from five and a half to six and a half because he's been betting on that straight every week. So. Yeah, eventually somebody had to key up the department down there in the study study group of like, hey, hey guys. we've been giving away free money on this thing every single week. Maybe we should slow that down. But I still like I still like six and a half. I don't have a problem Me with too. it overall. All right, good stuff. All right, we're going to take a break, as we always do, hear a word from sponsors, and then we will be back with how we think the Browns have to go about their operation to beat the Rams in this one and get a big win. We'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful, guys. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and concerts near you. You can find them last minute with killer deals, and their best price guarantee helps you stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you've had. So why would you go game time? They have flash deals, last minute tickets. They're easy to find. Buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, specifically those Cleveland Browns. You get great images of the seats view which is awesome when you're trying to figure out how the stadium is going to look when you're trying to find that right ticket for the right price. And they have that low price guarantee and event cancellation protection, job loss protection, all of the stuff to help you protect your money, right? It's the fastest growing ticket app for a reason in the country. You get images of your seats. Like I said, before you buy them, you buy tickets in a matter of seconds and they're sent directly to your phone. All right. So you never have to go digging through your email to find something last second. It is always there. You can put them in your wallet app and make sure to have them up and ready to go. It's important to know you can download that game time app, which makes it extremely easy, very intuitive, very fast way to buy those tickets, create an account and use the promo code OBR for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply. Again, create that account, redeem the code OBR for $20 off. You can do so at GameTime.co. It is not .com, it is GameTime.co, but I would suggest downloading that app, taking advantage of the $20 off coupon using the promo code OBR. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, so Brad, I think you've been doing a great job with uh, the angle of either looking ahead at opponents with behind enemy lines or this week sort of switching it over right a little bit into a different angle of you know, how the Browns go about winning with a path to victory. And that's kind of what we do in the pod, and that's why I thought the angle would be good here. So talk to us about what you wrote and kind of how you're keying a Browns path to victory on this one, then I'll supplant with anything I've thought along the way too. Yeah, something that you've talked about a lot is in their wins, how they, you know, due to time of possession and the defense getting off the field, they've been able to out-snap teams offensively a good portion of the time when they're winning. Even in some of their losses, they've done it by a good amount. So, But in their wins, just uh, to put number to it, they're out-snapping the opponent offensively uh, by 16.1 snaps per game, which is significant. That's a quite a bit more offensive opportunity uh, that you're giving yourself there. So thought I'd throw that out there first. Um, weirdly feels like they might be catching this team at the wrong time as uh, as you dive into the – 
Rams side of things this week. There's a lot of talk around how McVay has wanted Kyron Williams to be there, his his bell cow back or his featured back for some time, but due to injuries uh, that has been you know postponed. He comes off of IR last week and goes for 204. Uh, yards from scrimmage in the NFC Player of the Week, Offensive Player of the Week. So uh, I think that's significant. They were uh, very uh, – they pretty much dismantled this Cardinals defense, uh, McVay did, in um, – I listened to a Rams podcast uh, with the the girl that hosts the Play Callers podcast. If you listen to that, she's very good. Um, yeah, can't think of her name off the top of my head, but, yeah, yeah she is good. Jordan Rodriguez maybe? Yep, that's um, it. That's it. You nailed it. Yeah, with her. Yeah. And so, you know, she was talking about the offense and how multiple they were in the run game, inside zone, outside zone, uh, duo, uh, gap scheme, all, using all of it, right, to uh, keep the defense off balance. Interestingly enough, one of the areas you would think that the Browns could get after them is in the pass rush, right? Their offensive line is not great. Third, 23rd ranked offensive line by PFF this week, and that's up four spots. Uh, for them uh, however they're just sixth in sacks Jake so Stafford's getting the ball out quickly he's heady enough to get rid of it in time and that's kind of what that tells me also in their pass game last week I think this is interesting too 229 passing yards for Stafford and a lot of it was screens and stuff like that to the point that uh, 25 of his completions were of 10 yards or less, and nine of those 25 were at or behind the line of scrimmage. So you can see what they want to do. They want to stretch you vertically and horizontally. Uh, they hit. Uh, they talked about it even in the press this week. They they hit um, Tutu Atwell deep early and kind of got the uh, Cardinals playing them from deep to short, and they took advantage of it in the pass game, as you can see with the, the underneath stuff. 129 of those 229 passing yards, Jake, were all yak. So uh, only 100 of those yards through the air, the rest of it with their athletes running. So, you know, that's how they want to do it. That's how they want to take you apart. If you're the Browns defense, you have to get pressure, but sacks aren't the number for me this week, Jake. It's all about disrupting Stafford. I don't think you sacks uh, dictate things, but pressures, quarterback hits, get him off his spot, make him uncomfortable. I think that's more important than necessarily the sack total. I think that's how you disrupt him. Um, and I think that the Browns' team speed should eliminate some of that yak yardage that um, they've been getting underneath with underneath throwing uh, short passing game. So, um, And the Browns play more man than anybody in the NFL, so that shall change things too. You can go ahead and turn your back to Stafford. He's not going to beat you running up the field or anything like these other quarterbacks have in the past. Now, uh, will will Greg Newsom play up to standard out on the boundary? Uh, and you're going to be with probably without Denzel Ward again. So that's certainly a factor there. Um, but you got to get pressure on Stafford to make him uncomfortable. That's the main thing. And you've got to stop Kyron Williams in the run game, right? If he starts gashing you in the run game, it's going to be a long day because they're just going to build off of that. So I feel like that has to be the emphasis, right? Early stop Kyron Williams in the run game and disrupt Stafford, get him off his spots. Offensively, I think this defense can be beat it definitely in the secondary. I think you can run on them too. A balanced offensive attack, uh, no turnovers, and you should be fine. And that's kind of where I'm at with this, Jake. I'll agree with most of that. I think the thing that scares me the most is you look at this roster for the Rams, and, and I, I, I do think there can be a lack of appropriate fear because you look at the names – 
outside of Aaron Donald and a couple no names in the wide receiver group and Stafford, you're like, there's no reason we shouldn't beat these guys. You look at the names of the offensive line up front, their defensive line outside of Donald, right? Their secondary. It's not a ton of names you recognize, and it's a team that I think a lot of people can, like I said, have a lack of appropriate fear and can look past them. I have a fear, you know, when the, when the Browns look at how they're going to go about this thing, I, I'm not convinced they're going to play a heavy amount of man. Maybe they will. I, I, I'm, I'm concerned about the screen stuff that you mentioned because yeah. if you're worried about getting pressure on Stafford as a means to give them trouble, right? You want to pressure, 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 and screen game stuff is a great answer to that. Yeah. So I think if the Rams think they can't sit in and throw, which if you look at what the what the Broncos did to alleviate some of that man stuff in a way that a team like the 49ers could not, you know, because again, you want to pressure, you want to try to get those guys who maybe aren't the most mobile. And I think you think Russell Wilson can struggle with that interior pressure stuff. Russell Wilson did a great job of drifting vertically in the pocket yep. and creating backfield time to allow those routes to get open. Stafford, I don't think is going to be able to do that as well. He's crafty, but he's not going to be able to do that as well. So are you going to get more of a Brock Purdy result where his, uh, you know, his energy effort to throw at the time when it needs to be thrown is, is, uh, is already too far gone, right? The routes haven't developed the way they need to. Yeah. I'm just going to be paying attention to early, how the Browns go about covering them. Because like you mentioned, between Tutu Atwell, who can really run vertically, and what you get from Puka and Cup, which are really powerful route runners, they they really know how to get to their spots and create separation. You have to be worried about that. So the synchronization of what they're doing in the back half with the front half will be important. And I'm sure the Rams know the Browns want to pin their ears back as often as they can get after the quarterback. So how the Browns are keying running backs in screen game or perhaps even those tight ends will probably dictate a lot of those plays that the Rams will chase and screen, like you said last week. So that's the side of the football I'm interested in, because if you can get the Rams in a bunch of third and pass, I do think the Browns have a nice opportunity to put themselves in positions to make the Rams uncomfortable on offense. I fully expect that, but you you, you can't rush aimlessly in this game because McVay and the group will have an answer for that if you do it all, all game. So yes. that part is interesting to me, obviously, worth watching and then on the other side of the ball it's like i think they'll run it fine i don't think the rams have a fantastic run defense and i certainly don't think they're going to be the world's best coverage unit the browns have played so i i do expect them to try to seek out that balance it's how how comfortable is joe flacco and how come how, how ready to go is he in, in 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 a step in moment right because we look back at 23 with flacco and the jets sorry 22 he still had training camp he still had all those times off point. season to know where he was playing the playbook everything is very rushed here so i think there's a thinking around flacco stepping in and just being able to sort of seamlessly be a version of himself last year i'm a little worried about it i'm not as confident as some people are i think joe can do it he's a heady veteran and he's been around systems similar to this with scangrello and uh, lafleur and then obviously dating back to kubiak himself back in 2014 but that doesn't mean it's going to be seamless and you know, you have to expect some bumpy stuff on offense, but if they do get the matchups they want, which I'm hoping they are less read and more matchup oriented this week to help Joe just kind of know where to go with the football, yeah. half field reading it, I think they have a chance because Joe can throw it around a little bit. So they should be able to run. I hope they can find some opportunistic matchups uh, in the in the secondary to, to try to get after them. Um, and I And I would love to see them be able to sort of push forward a screen game with some 
you know, opportunities to get some yards, cheap yards that way, because I think they're going to be chasing cheap yards as they have been with their fourth starting quarterback here. So again, the formula is what it is. They need to manipulate defenses to get those long drives. And then we talked about everybody non Deshaun Watson, two touchdowns on the year from the quarterbacks and 11 quarterback turnovers, hmm. right? They have to take, if Joe can just take care of the ball, then they'll have a chance. They'll have a real chance. I expect them to be in it. We'll see ultimately what that looks like down toward the finish line, but I expect them to be in it, and I'm hoping that the offense can make just a, just enough plays similar to the P.J. Walker starts, just enough plays to give them a chance to win it at the end. But, I, I mean, I'm calling like a 23-20 Browns win or something even goofier, like 22-19 or 21-18, something goofy like that. Yep, I'm right there with you. I think uh, similar to what I picked, but uh... – yeah, I, I think that sounds about right. I think it's going to be close regardless, uh, as long as Flacco can manage the game offensively, right? Interesting stat I'll throw at you real quick here uh, this week. The um, f- Four of their five wins have come within their division, the Rams. So they are 1-5 outside of the NFC West, which is interesting, including a loss to the Steelers and the Bengals. We need them to. We need them to get this one, man. They they going to eight and four here before coming home would be really really important. Seven and five, it starts to get a little uncomfortable. I'm it sure does. you would agree with me on that. So the hope here is that they can get this win, feel comfortable coming home for two two opponents that are on the up and up, the Jags and Bears, and feel good about themselves. You would hate to travel out west for two weeks and not come away with any sort of victory that'd be tough so i know the rams are hungry they're five and six they know they need to get to six and six to keep their playoff hopes alive as well so two hungry teams man and we'll just have to hope that this more controlled environment less altitude less outdoor less raucous i expect there'll be quite a few browns fans in the stands for this one so you feel you feel relatively better about the home field scenario versus what we saw last uh, last week as well so that that should uh that should aid things here some brad yeah, got the feel that a lot of people actually did the Denver to L.A. trip, Browns fans trip. Uh, so, you know, from what I've heard, it sounds like maybe 60, 65% Browns fans. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. They're going to need every single one of them. They're going to need it to feel a little more neutral than than uh, than we than we've, we saw it in Denver, at least. So yeah. uh, fingers crossed that happens. That's it for Brad and I. We appreciate you stopping by, taking time on your Sunday to make this podcast a part of your day. Make sure to subscribe to All Eyes on Cleveland, the same through OBR Film Breakdown, and subscribe to the website, too, which is a $1 for your first month opportunity. Take advantage of that best Browns community you will find online. Let's hope your Browns get things taken care of in L.A. We'll check back in with you immediately after the game on the OBR YouTube and Twitch, as we always do, for the Rewind episode. So join us then if you want to talk about the game. And listen, until then, have a great Sunday. Do whatever you need to do. Take advantage of your three free hours from 1 to 4. It's a little bit extra time to knock some things out without a ruined mood or... Uh, overly uh, overly happy mood, whatever that is for you after the game. The Browns have given you happiness more than sadness this year. So, uh, listen, take advantage of that time during the day. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to this, and go Browns. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.